Thank you for downloading Transformer, the podcast that explodes the myths about women and engineering. I'm Hester Abrams. Last time on Transformer, we were talking about the huge promise of engineering as a career for women. This time, we're stepping outdoors and back in time. We're going to meet Sandy Rees-Jones. Sandy has worked in engineering and construction all her working life. She has turned the story of a group of women forgotten by history into an immersive experience for 11 and 12 year olds that inspires them to see the world around them in a new way. I met her on the south bank of the Thames and we took a look at the underside of Waterloo Bridge. Sandy, we're standing underneath Waterloo Bridge and I think this bridge has a particular meaning for you. Waterloo Bridge is an extraordinary structure and I think it makes a wonderful story. So once upon a time, there was a bridge over the River Thames that was designed by the great John Rennie and it opened in 1817 and you had to pay to cross it. And it was very pretty and people came out in their hordes to admire it. But then they took down the old London Bridge and the river flow increased so much that it eroded the piers of John Rennie's beautiful structure. That started in about 1844, and by the early 1900s, something had to be done. So it was taken down, and they called upon the great architect Gilbert Scott to design a structure that he wanted to be light, beautiful, suspended across the river, very simple, and made of Portland stone, so it never needed cleaning because it washes itself in the rain. And the the spans between the the piers are sufficiently wide to allow the barges and the river ships to pass on either side. The modern Waterloo Bridge, which we take for granted bustling over from south to north or catching the views riding over in a red London bus, has a secret. It was opened after the war's end in December 1945 by Herbert Morrison, a Labour minister, who was the grandfather of Labour peer of our times, Lord Peter Mandelson. As he was cutting the ribbon, Morrison declared, The men who built Waterloo Bridge are fortunate men. They know that although their names may be forgotten, their work will be a pride and use to London for many generations to come. But it wasn't men who made Waterloo Bridge. Did you know that this is what Herbert Morrison said? Yes. The men who built Waterloo yes, Bridge are fortunate film. men. Sandy and I took shelter from the wind in the carpeted foyers of the National Theatre to talk more. Why is the bridge known as the Ladies' Bridge? A friend of mine discovered this fact when she was taking a riverboat tour down the Thames and the riverboat man said, this is Waterloo Bridge. We always call it the Ladies' Bridge. And she investigated and discovered the fact that when the bridge was being rebuilt during the Second World War, the entire labour force disappeared and the contractors, Peter Lind, had to find other people to build the bridge because it was regarded as a very important strategic project. And she discovered, Christine Wall discovered, that the workforce that built the bridge during the Second World War was 70% female. Very difficult to find the evidence, but she persevered and created a wonderful documentary film around this fact. Now, Sandy, you use the story of the women who built Waterloo Bridge as something very inspiring for future generations of engineers. What really appealed to me was the fact that 
this bridge typifies not only engineering skill and construction ingenuity, but it also reflects a fascinating story about how women make contributions and how invisible they are. The fact that this was deliberately or maybe just by force of habit written out of history and very little documented evidence reflects the fact that we need to make what women do much more visible. But the other interesting thing was, having spent years trying to really engage teachers and careers advisors in the excitement of engineering, I felt we could be a little devious. And so I had a conversation with a school saying that I understood that the national curriculum focused on the Second World War and could we perhaps deliver a little project with them about the Second World War. And what they got was how to build a bridge in six easy lessons and by the way women did it. We walk these children, these pupils, along the river from their school to Waterloo Bridge and it's amazing how quickly you can engage them. I actually wanted, to, I had these two images. So there's American photographs and this is, this is well, um, we, these are the women who were, yes, they were, that's the temporary Waterloo Bridge because it was shored up when it was getting these bulges and, and shifting. They had temporary structures there and it was women, acetylene welders, uh, who did the cutting out of the temporary Waterloo Bridge. And I have to say this concept of women acetylene welders is a very powerful one. On the wonderful film that was created, they interviewed a wonderful lady called Ruby who died shortly after the film was made. She was interviewed at the age of 93, and she told the story of how she was doing um, acetylene welding during the war, and how often her trousers caught fire. I mean, wonderful stuff for these children who are absolutely fascinated by it. The school kids Sandy talked to seemed to take it for granted that women would be construction workers. Although in her research, Sandy shows that even over five years of working with one South London school, few knew any women who did. As a result of hearing the story of the Ladies' Bridge, the young people thought there would be proportionately more women working in construction and engineering today. Sandy has a more nuanced view of what is generally seen as women's dismally low participation rate in engineering, and she sees things changing. I agree that there are still too few women in construction and engineering, but I think what is encouraging is that there are areas where women are really finding their way. And we must be careful not to confuse percentages with individuals. And if we look at 10% or 5%, we have to put that in the context of the huge number of people who work in this industry. 10% of a very large workforce is actually quite significant. But there is one very interesting phenomenon that's happening at the moment, which is in the last 10 years, there has been a huge increase in the number of women who are at the top of their professional bodies in construction and engineering. What is really interesting is that with two exceptions, all these women who've reached the top run their own businesses. So there is a very big signal to the corporate world that it seems that you have to run your own business, be in command of your own career, really to get to the top in this industry. If you have control, then you can do it. And I think that is something we need to see more, more widely recognised, or to have a corporate environment where it is possible to recognise the flexibility. It's more than flexibility on childcare, it's flexibility in driving a career.
Sandy, you have an idea, a particular idea of beauty, actually, as well as form, that you think could really set minds alight on behalf of engineering. Would you tell us about the missing pieces of Waterloo Bridge? By sheer chance, when I was doing some searching, I came across the fact that in 1947, the London County Council held a competition for sculptures to be put on the four plinths, two on either side of the river. And to my astonishment, I discovered that one of the sculptors who was invited to submit designs was Barbara Hepworth. And I have now managed to find the drawings of the four structures, sculptures that she put forward, and there was one maquette constructed. The competition came to nothing. Nobody was appointed to do the sculptures, so it's a project in waiting. And it seems to me that this is a perfect example of bringing together the Renaissance approach to construction and to find a way of putting in their rightful place the sculptures created by one of our greatest sculptors, a woman, to commemorate and mark a bridge that was constructed by women. Thank you. I don't think I'll be able to walk over Waterloo Bridge or below it on the South Bank in future without thinking of those women, with their heavy machinery, their trouser hems alight and their fortitude. They created something of lasting strength, of utility and beauty. It's high time they were given a proper place in history. Transformer is an independent podcast brought to you by Hester Abrams and Philippa Goodrich. Visit us at transformerpodcast.com. We'd love to hear your experiences. We'll be back with another episode soon.